Welcome to the show, my fierce and unstoppable sisters. You have just arrived at a place where we believe in the transformative power of healing the mind, body, and soul. If you're here, I know you're ready to overcome the trauma, fear, and self-doubt that has been holding you back. Because that was me not that long ago, feeling so alone and like I could never fully heal and move forward. But let me tell you this, it is possible to break free, to heal, and to thrive. But I'm also going to be real with you, it's not going to be easy. Healing is hard work and it takes courage to face the past. But you didn't come here for easy, did you? You came here for transformation. And through my own healing, I learned the key to unlocking our truest selves is by learning to love ourselves deeply and stepping into our power and intuition. So if you're ready to do the work, if you're ready to dig deep and explore the power of emotional healing, spiritual growth, and physical gains, come join me on this transformative journey that can free you in ways you never thought possible. Hello and welcome back to She Wakes Up. If you are listening to this on the day that it airs, happy Friday to you. This is one of my favorite days of the week as we get ready to roll into the weekend. It's actually kind of a sad weekend for us. Not only is it going to be cold and rainy, but we are officially taking our boat out of the water for the season. And we are always looking forward to the springtime when we are getting ready, but This time of year is always a sad one for us because we just have to come to terms that winter is right around the corner. (laughs) So that's what our weekend looks like. And I hope that you have something fun planned for your weekend. Maybe it just means taking some time to reflect about the week and take some time for you as you get prepared for the next week ahead. So as most of you know, I have the Passion to Podcast course open for enrollment right now, and your last day to enroll is the 14th. And so there's a short window of enrollment because it is a live course where content is dripped out to you every single week. We have uh, biweekly live calls as a group to get questions answered and just connect with one another. And then the goal is to have you implementing every single week the things that you learn in the content so that by week six, you are ready to go with your podcast and then we can all kind of build our podcast together. So that's why it's it's not an evergreen course. It is live with live components. And so you really get that hands-on uh, feedback with my eyes and ears on all of your stuff. And so as I am preparing for this next round, which kicks off on October, it's Monday, the 16th, I want to say. Yes. So Monday, October 16th is when the the course actually gets started with the content getting dripped out and then our live calls starting to kick off. And so in this time, as I've been talking about it and advertising it and getting enrollments, the number one thing that I hear you all saying is, who am I to do this? And who is going to want to listen to what I have to say? And I don't have all this experience that I'm seeing all these podcasters and coaches and, but every single one of you have this vision of, I want to do something more, whether that be coaching, whether that be digital marketing or influencing, or just having a podcast and sharing your story because you feel like it could help somebody. And I'm telling you what it can. And every single one of you that I've hopped on -on one-on-one calls with, we have dug into this and it truly is just the limiting belief of I'm not good enough to show up and nobody's going to want to listen to me. It's complete imposter syndrome. And 
And let me tell you, this is a great thing because you're not alone in this. When I was talking to all of you, I literally said, awesome, because that's exactly how I felt when I first got started. And that is what every single one of you are saying when we get on these calls. And it is a completely normal way to feel when you start something new that's unfamiliar. And another good thing is that we can work through this so that it isn't the thing that stands in the way between you and getting your story out there and sharing your experience and helping other people get through or navigate something that is just part of who you are. And it's your soul, it's your heart, and you want to put it out there. You want to speak on it. You feel like you have these gifts and every single one of you have these gifts And it's just the limiting beliefs. And even when you get started, sometimes they come back. And it's just this practice of navigating these thoughts in our head and realizing that if you just sit there and contemplate and never take action, then you're just going to be in those same thoughts. But as you take action and you move forward, the thoughts become easier to navigate and they become less and less. Because when you get started, you start to build up your confidence. You start to see things coming into fruition. You see people reaching out. You see the excitement. You're excited because you're finally taking action on this thing. And the more that you do that, the easier it's going to be, the more comfortable you're going to be, and things are just going to start to snowball. But we have to do the uncomfortable first and get started and stop believing that we aren't good enough, that we need to do another thing, that we have to have a certification, you know, we have to talk to everybody and get everybody's opinion and validation before we do it. No, you just have to believe enough in yourself and your abilities that you have a powerful story that is deserving of being shared by you to help other people in the space that you are trying to create. And I know this is cliche, but it really is the hardest part is just getting started. Once you get over that hump of fear, things start to fall into place and it does become easier, especially when you have the guidance and the structure to get you set up from idea to launch, which is exactly what my course goes through week by week, setting things up for you so that you have a very clear way of getting started. You know exactly how to nail your niche. And I know I don't like that word, but for lack of better words right now is really just knowing who you're speaking to. We go through how to record and edit so you're familiar with all the software and there's video tutorials that I walk you through so that you can literally see on the screen the exact programs that you will be using and how to navigate them. We talk about your launch plan so that you can start promoting before you even launch. We talk about how to get set up, how to get on all of the other um, platforms like iTunes and Spotify. We talk about interviews. We talk about how to get guests, how to become a guest, how to make money with your podcast, all the things in six weeks. You will have everything that you need to get your podcast started and it's all there for you. The only thing that you need to do is to take action and get started. You got me helping you walk along this. You have the group that is going through the exact same motions as you are to really connect with. You can swap reviews. You can swap podcast interviews with each other. It really is the ultimate setup to get started if you have something brewing inside of you that you know you want to go for it. So everything's in the show notes for you. And we are going to dive into imposter syndrome because I want to help you, sister, get out of this cycle of numbing and questioning and doubting and just fear. Okay. So we are going to talk about 10 ways that you can rise above imposter syndrome. 
and get the confidence that you need to take action. So we're going to go through these 10 things and we're just going to keep this short and sweet episode, but uh, if you can have a notebook handy so you can take notes. If you can't, just go ahead and save this episode so that you can revisit it and come back and write these down because these are really important. These are super helpful for you to really get out of this. I am not good enough. Who am I to show up and do all the things? So the first one is to bring acknowledgement and awareness to your feelings. So the first step in overcoming imposter syndrome is to recognize and acknowledge that you are experiencing it to just admit, right? It's like, you know, those that have gone through a recovery program, it's similar in that you have to admit that there's something going on. That is the very first step. And so just like that with imposter syndrome, you have to bring awareness and acknowledge that there is something there and that it doesn't mean that there's something wrong. Like I said, every single one of you that I talk to, myself included, knows what imposter syndrome feels like. You are not alone. So we can admit that it's a common thing, but we have to figure out how to put this away so that we can move forward. And knowing that although it is common, it is not a reflection of your actual abilities because so many of you already know what your gifts are and what it is that you would talk about in your experience and this amazing, beautiful story that you have to share. So we know that, but we still feel as if our feelings of not being good enough are just going to trump that every single time. All right, so what can we do about it? For every item that I have for you, so we'll have these 10 items, you will have something that we can work on and put into practice with this. So how do we bring awareness to these feelings and acknowledge it? Well, admitting it is the first thing, but also keeping a journal. um, And when you are feeling like an imposter, write these moments down and these thoughts and the emotions that are associated with it so that you can kind of keep track and see where if there's a pattern in your imposter syndrome, where it keeps coming up for you so that you can start to recognize, okay, these are the things I'm really feeling strongly about um, when it comes to being an imposter. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is identifying triggers. So pay attention as you journal these things, pay attention to the situations or the environments that are triggering your imposter feelings. So this can really help you prepare and develop strategies so that you can cope with them. So when you do come across something that triggers you, you can recognize that and then work through this a little bit easier because you have this awareness around it. So the thing that you can do to help you with your triggers is to make a list of these situations so that you can know what is triggering your imposter feelings. So for example, maybe this is public speaking for you. Maybe that is a trigger. You do not like to be speaking in front of other people. But amazingly enough, when you have a podcast, you are not on camera. You don't have to be. And you don't have to have guests on right away. So this is something you can work up to. So if public speaking is your thing that triggers you and that is part of the fear around feeling like an imposter, write that down so that you can recognize that and see how we can work through that. Maybe it's receiving compliments or praise. We are so bad about accepting compliments and this is something that we should be comfortable with. You know, when people say, hey, you have this amazing gift or look at your story. This is beautiful. You have something here that I think people, you could really help people with and being okay with that and allowing people to recognize what your gifts are, because that's just going to help build you up in your confidence if you believe it. All right. And number three is practice self-compassion. Treat yourself with kindness. We are always trying to do for everybody else. We are always being kind to everybody else. It's time that you practice this yourself. 
and replace those negative thoughts and the self-criticism with self-encouragement and remind yourself that, you know, yes, maybe you've made mistakes in the past as we all had, but they are a part of your process. They are a part of your story. This is where we get the most influence and how we learn and move forward and grow and that it's not a bad thing. So when you make a mistake, instead of criticizing yourself, when you mess up or when you get to this place where you're just like feeling stuck, instead of beating yourself up about it, say, it's okay. We all make mistakes and treat yourself as if you would treat a friend in a similar situation. Would you talk to your friend like that? If your friend came to you and was like, oh man, I really messed up today. Would you beat them up about it? Or would you be like, oh man, it's okay. You know, everybody makes mistakes. How can we uh, help, you know, help one another so that this doesn't happen again? Or like where, what were the takeaways from this? And, and what would you have done differently to make it so that this wasn't the outcome? And you problem solve, you talk it through. And so you need to do that with yourself as well and give yourself that grace and knowing that mistakes can be one of the best ways to learn and grow and take that situation to a more positive place. So give yourself that grace and knowing it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to show up and be perfect. Nobody is going to judge you and nobody's especially going to judge you harder than you. So if you can take that judgment away from yourself, what an amazing feeling that would be. Okay, so that the action step for that is that when you make a mistake, put yourself in the position to where how would you react if it were somebody else that had made that mistake and give yourself the same compassion that you would give them. Okay, so that's how you can practice number three. Number four is reframe your negative thoughts. We talk about this a lot. We just talked about it a little bit, but challenge your negative self-talk by asking yourself, is this thought based on facts or feelings? Mm, I love this because oftentimes our thoughts are based on emotions rather than reality. We women especially are very emotionally driven and when things happen to us, we hold on to them. We can't help but feel a certain type of way about it. We beat ourselves up. That's where that criticism comes through. Rather than just letting it flow through us, we hold on to it and really ask yourself, is this a fact that I know about myself or is this just the way that I'm feeling about myself? Because that can help you decipher this is just coming from a place of fear and self-doubt versus what is actually going on and who I actually am. So to help you with this is just ask that question to yourself. Is it facts or feelings? And if you really truly believe that you are not qualified or you know you just don't feel as if you're good enough to do the thing, review everything that you've gone through. Look at all of your accomplishments leading up to today because when we do this, we are able to remember all of the accomplishments that we actually have had and all the things that we can celebrate about ourselves and really helps to build up that belief that we are actually more than qualified because of all the experience and things that we have gone through in life. And a lot of people feel like to start a podcast or to talk about their experience, they have to be an expert in the field or, you know, they have to have so many hours of study time under their belt and so many resources and people that they've talked to. And the beautiful thing about a podcast is most of the people just want relatability. And there are amazing podcasts out there. And I've been encouraging a lot of you to go in this direction and take people through this journey with you through sharing on your podcast. That's all it is. It's like these things is these are things that I have gone through. These are things that have helped me. And in sharing, all you are doing is spreading light on a topic 
that other people can connect and relate to, and they are going to be magnetized to you and wanting to come to you to work with you in other ways because you get them. It's like you're inside their head because they can say, oh my gosh, she totally gets me, and they don't even really know you. So when you don't feel qualified, just reflect back on all the things that you already have done and the person that you already are. And I guarantee you that is more than enough. You have more than enough and it's beautiful. All right, where are we at? Number five, visualize success. Spend time, act as if that just put yourself in the situation that you want to be, where you are confidently handling this challenging situation. And visualizing this can really boost your self-belief because you are putting yourself in that ideal situation and acting as if. So if I could wave a magic wand, what would that look like? What And and like get your senses involved. What does it feel like? What does it smell like? What does the air feel like? What are the sights and the sounds around you? Who's with you? And really put yourself in that. So when you are able to step into this and take action, where is this leading you to? What does the success look like for you when you get into this comfortable place of being able to say, yes, I can do this. I'm going to do this. I believe in myself. And now this is the product of that. So act as if, and you can do this by setting aside some time every day for some brief visualization. And this could be something that you do in your car or in the shower, or when you just have a couple of minutes to yourself and close your eyes And just vividly imagine yourself succeeding in a challenging situation. Like you do step behind the mic and you are doing the thing and you have people sliding into your DMs telling you how much of an impact that your podcast and your message has been for them. And you have people reaching out that are like, hey, I'd love for you to be a guest on my show. I love everything. Whatever this challenging situation is that you are facing, close your eyes and imagine yourself succeeding in that, whatever that definition of success feels like for you. Remember, we talked about this in last week's episode and whatever you feel like success would look like. All right. Number six is to avoid comparison. Oh, this is a big one. This is one that I know we all suffer from. And I recently talked to a lot of you who are feeling this where, oh my gosh, okay, I have this amazing idea on you know, starting a podcast in the health and fitness space, but I feel like it's such a saturated space. Who's going to want to listen to my podcast on this? And the really awesome thing about it is that you can only tell your story the way that you can tell your story. And there are people out there that probably follow hundreds of other health and fitness influencers, but they might be waiting just for you to show up so that they can connect with you because they've been searching and searching and nobody has resonated with them until you showed up. And now they're following you. They are your number one fan. And it's all because you are just doing it your way. You're not doing it like all the other people out there in the health and fitness space. And that's why they come to you. That's why they love you. That's why they talk to you because they want to learn from you. And when we see things on social media, you know, we see coaches and podcasters just out there killing it, making millions, you know, doing all the things. And there's a space for you in that as well. So we have to recognize that we all have our unique strengths and our weaknesses. And that we can just start focusing on our own growth rather than comparing to everybody else's. Because I love this quote where let's not compare somebody else's middle to our beginning or let's not compare somebody's six-figure business to us just getting started. That's not fair. That's putting so much 
unrealistic pressure on you when they went through a very similar journey to get to where they are. They had to get started. They had to face imposter syndrome. They had to get over their fear and self-doubt too. They had to purchase the microphone and fumble around on the software before they pushed record. And when they did, it sounded like poop the first time. And they did it five or six more times. And finally, they were like, this is good enough. I'm putting it out there. And boom, their journey got started. And now they are where they are. So this is why you cannot compare yourself because whenever you're doing that, all you're doing is... um validating them, but not yourself. And you need to give yourself the validation and celebrate that you are growing as well and that you are making progress in that whatever step that you're on, you can come from somewhere. And that is worth celebrating. So whenever you catch yourself comparing your achievements to other people, just redirect your focus to your own personal growth. And just remember that your unique strengths and your progress is worth the same celebration. Okay. All right, number seven, continual learning and professional development. I feel like this is so important because how do we learn and grow other than from our mistakes, which is number one, we learn the best from our mistakes, truth, truth, truth. But I also believe in having people that are you're learning from that are steps ahead of you. You know, you could picture yourself, they have something similar, a, a space that they're in, and you are like, yes, that is so inspiring. I would love to see myself in that, you know, situation, not comparing, but just kind of looking up to and saying, you know, this is amazing. How did you get there? I would love to learn from you. So just embrace, keep your mind open and embrace that growth mindset and see everything as an experience. So even when you're fumbling around, that's an experience that you can use as professional development. You're learning. This includes the failures. And this is just the opportunity to continue that growth. So when you do this, it can really help you to take some of the pressure off and ease the fear of being, you know, discovered or found out that, you know, you are quote unquote uncertified. Nobody cares. It's we do. We care, right? But nobody else is out there going through everything with a fine tooth comb to say, hey, and, and who is out there saying, yeah, you're qualified, you're qualified, you're not qualified. That doesn't exist, right? So as long as we can just continue to expand our mind and be open to receiving new ideas, new opportunities, and things like that, it's really going to help with our progress. So you can actively seek out opportunities for learning and skill enhancement. So like enrolling in courses, attending workshops, networking, listening to other people's podcasts and podcasts that you want to be in, like the niche space that you're in, health and wellness or fitness. Start listening to other people's podcasts, not as a way to compare, but as a way to get some sort of inspiration and take what you like about what they do and, you know, leave what you don't. And that is where you, you know, some people are like, oh, well, doesn't that make me an imposter because I'm taking somebody else's information and making it my own? Well, no, if you read books and how do you think everybody else got their information? Doctors, lawyers, they've all read the books. They've all gotten their information from these sources. And it's just the way that we educate ourselves. And so just because you're taking bits and pieces of the ways that these other podcasters or coaches are doing things doesn't mean that you're a copycat or you're an imposter. It just means that you can incorporate it into what you're doing and put your own unique spin on it with your own story. There's nothing wrong with that. So just know that you can enhance your skills by learning from other people. And that's such a great way, especially people that are already doing the thing. 
And also finding a mentor or a coach or somebody that you look up to that is a few steps ahead of you that you can just ask questions and connect with and maybe even use a little bit of their network and their audience. You know, that I help people that come on my podcast. I always make sure to blast out when their episode is um, aired and, you know, sharing their social and their websites and stuff so that they can steal my audience and start growing their niche using my people, right? Because we're all here to help one another. So that fear of, you know, I'm doing this alone, no way. You do not have to go at this alone whatsoever. This is podcasting is such a friendly space. People get it. We've been there. Like I said, we all had to take that first step and get started. All right. Um, number eight, share your feelings. So open up, talk about it. When you're feeling a certain way, just grab a mentor, grab a friend. Maybe you have a therapist that you're working with and just talk about how you're feeling with it this imposter syndrome, because it can really help you gain your own perspective and find support. You know, having that network of people that are behind you and not just cheerleading you, but also just allowing you space to discuss and share what is happening around this, because it's going to do this ebb and flow where you're going to feel great. You're going to feel confident. You're going to take some action and then imposter syndrome or your limiting beliefs might come back, right? And just having somebody that you can work through your thoughts with, sometimes just saying it out loud, like this, the person on the other end doesn't even really need to give you feedback most of the time because just saying it out loud, you're able to think about it a little bit differently and really a lot of times answer your own questions. So just having somebody that you can connect with can be super helpful. So initiate the conversation, tell them what you're doing, tell them that you want to start a podcast and you're just feeling like the biggest imposter right now and you don't know who's going to want to listen to you. And share these experiences and these feelings with somebody that you trust so that you can have a little bit more support and validation in what you're feeling. And I'm sure that every single person that you talk to about this is going to know exactly where you're at because we've all been there and just getting it out can be really helpful in that way. All right. So number nine, track achievements, because we talked about this, that when we can recognize our own personal growth and we can validate that we've already accomplished so many things, it starts to boost our confidence and we start believing in ourselves and we start to remember that we are capable because we have done all the things before. So what is to say that we need to stop there? Why do we put ceilings on ourselves? We don't have to do that. We are capable. So you can create, you know, a portfolio or a resume or a face sheet or a spreadsheet and just, or a journal even, and list out all the things that you have completed, all of the skills that you've acquired, all the milestones you've reached, all the mistakes that you've learned from, and just keep track of your personal growth. If you feel like this would be helpful for you, maybe you don't have to write them all out. Maybe you can just reflect on them like we had talked about, but sometimes it can be helpful to get it out on paper so that you can really see how much you've already accomplished and how capable you are. And maybe in those moments, you can be like, oh my gosh, I remember when I was going to do that. I was so nervous. I thought that I was going to throw up when I had to make that speech. I had no idea how people were going to respond. I stayed up all night working on my speech and I just didn't know. And then you got through it because now it's on your list of achievements, right? And maybe it didn't go 100% the way that you had wanted. Maybe it went better. Maybe it, you know, it was less than your best, but hey, that's okay. You got through it. And that in and of itself is an achievement. And so same thing with starting your podcast. Maybe you fumble around in the beginning. Maybe it's not perfect. That's okay. It doesn't matter. The fact that matters is 
you showed up, you gave it your best, and you took action when you felt like you were going to throw up. (laughs) All right. And the final thing is to take breaks. Okay. We are in a world full of busyness and this just leads to burnout because we are just scheduling things around the clock. We don't take that time to have our breaks. We don't give ourselves that self-care. We don't do things that make us happy and give us joy. We don't play enough. And it just takes a toll on our mental and physical well-being. And these are essential things in combating imposter syndrome because when we're not feeling well, whether physically or emotionally, then we really do get into these slumps of it just like seems to pour that self-doubt and I'm not good enough. And we just kind of wallow in that and allowing ourselves that time to refuel. And I like to say this about myself in like social situations, but this also works like for me when it comes to working, because I can tend to be a workaholic, is that I have an internal battery. And if I work, 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 my battery is just getting drained. And if I don't stop to take a break to do something else, to, you know, work out or take a walk or spend time with my family or go to the store or whatever it is to take that break from work, I will get burnt out. My battery will be so drained. And then it takes even longer to recharge. So it's just so much more beneficial to recognize, hey, my battery is getting a little low. It's time to stop and recharge. And then when you get back in it, you're so much more in the space of mental clarity. You feel better. Uh, A lot of times more creativity can come because you're not just running on empty. So you can do this by scheduling regular breaks throughout your workday. So, you know, just little chunks of time that you can work into your day so that you can recharge because it's important to take that time for yourself. And self-care is this buzzword. I know this, but it doesn't have to be, you know, something so extravagant. It really is just doing something that you enjoy. That is what self-care is. It's just doing something for you that makes you feel good, that recharges your battery. So this could be a five-minute meditation or listening to a subliminal while you're driving instead of music or a motivational podcast or exercising, reading a book, you know, something that's going to help you relieve that stress so that you don't get to a point of burnout and overwhelm. And, you know, when we do this, we feel as if we just can't do anything more because our plate is still full. So when you talk about things like starting a podcast, you already have a sense of overwhelm because you're like, where am I going to fit that in? When you start to work in those little breaks and start to recognize that I have this battery, I need to schedule in these regular breaks so that I can recharge and give back to myself because it's very important. And the awesome thing about podcasting is you can do it on your own time. You don't have to be super crazy behind the mic. 15, 20 minute episodes are great. Doesn't take you long to get them edited and uploaded. I mean, this is the best thing if you are trying to grow your space, if you're looking to make money, if you're looking to have a following, if you're looking to just monetize in any sort of way. Podcasting gives you that flexibility because you don't have to be scheduling things all the time. You don't have to be creating content 24 seven. You don't have to fight algorithms. You can really just record from your car if you need to. Like there is so much flexibility in podcasting that I have. I'm so glad because I'm not a lover of social media, even though I'm on there, but I definitely don't pour into social media nearly the amount of time that I pour into my podcast, which is very little. And you don't have to have social media to grow and to become a coach and to be successful and make money and, you know, all the things. Podcasting really is 
the vessel for me that has led me to where I am and all the opportunities just for my podcast. Because when I got started, I wasn't showing up on social media and I don't even show up that much anyways. But in the beginning, I wasn't hardly showing up at all. Everything came from my podcast. And that was because I knew that I couldn't live that stress of social media and, but I wanted to do something. And so when I found podcasting, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my jam. I can just sit here in my PJs behind the mic and just hit stop and record and delete things when I stutter and nobody's watching me. And this is just great. And I'm able to still get my story, add value, connect with other people, build this network, get these opportunities and make money. So hello, that was like a no brainer for me. (laughs) So, all right, that is the 10 things. Let's recap really quick. Uh, Bring awareness to your feelings, identify triggers, practice self-compassion, reframe your negative thoughts, visualize your success in a challenging situation, avoid comparison, continuous learning and professional development, share your feelings, track your achievements, and take breaks, mama. All right. I will see you back here next week. Remember, the door is closed to enrollment October 14th. That is next Saturday if you're listening to this in real time. And if you have questions, DM me at She Wakes Up. I really look forward to seeing you in there and helping you grow this beautiful thing that is an idea, a spark, and let's ignite the thing. Let's do it. Get out of this imposter syndrome because you are good enough. You have your gifts and we can put it all into this reality, this beauty, this podcast of gold that people are going to want to listen to. I guarantee it. All right. I will see you back here soon.